Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of Caligan Circumstances. I'm your host, Marian Angeles, and this is our show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode. And as you guys can notice, if you guys are watching on YouTube right now, it is day right now. It's For once, it's not at night where I'm in my PJs ready about to go to bed. But this time, I am nicely dressed for this episode so that I could give you guys a nice bit of quality content, especially since I woke up early this morning. So thank you for once for, to myself and to the big man up there for helping me out because I was getting sick of doing these at night. <laughs> okay, so for today, I wanted to review two family movies in the Philippines. And there's a lot more similarities to these two movies than I thought there were. And it's because in the Philippines, family is everything. And of course, for any Filipino who is listening to this, they know that. That sometimes you will be the only one or one of your siblings is the only breadwinner. And sometimes you have to make the sacrifices and you have to be honest with your family. Like, I can't, I can't lie to my parents. It's pretty much almost impossible for me to lie to them. Like, I just keep everything pretty honest with them and that they trust me and that I trust them for the most part because they also hide things from me and I also hide things from them it's like we have this kind of dynamic no family's perfect and that's why these movies kind of exist so today we're going to be talking about four sisters in a wedding from 2013 I'm sorry about the notification if you guys didn't mind I have a uh, some some people texting so it's a lot and so I'll go back again Today we're going to be talking about Four Sisters in a Wedding from 2013 and we're going to be talking about Seven Sundays from 2017. Now both of these movies are really well are re pretty well known. They ended up doing really well in box office and it's mostly because of the people that star in it, star in these movies. So there is uh, Ding Dong Dantes and Enrique Hill from Seven Sundays and then in Four Sisters in a Wedding there's Tony Gonzaga, there's... Um, Oh my gosh, my brain is so flatting out. Um, Angel Luxton, who is um, one of the sisters. And then there's Echondi, who is the youngest brother. So there's like this whole thing. And first, I wanted to make sure that you guys knew what I was going to be talking about today because this is one of the very few videos that I wanted to do in comparing two completely different family movies and seeing what similarities they have. And especially with the family lives that we lead, how they connect to just growing more as a family, whether it is with your own family, like your own brothers and sisters and your parents, or if it's with your husband and your kids, or even a mixed family that you've, that you chose and that chose you, like having adopted parents or having just friends around who were your support system. And that's what really this whole thing's about. I want to really go over both of the movies and their plots and the characters for each that'll be two completely separate clips and then we'll start comparing them because there's a lot to go through and a lot for me to try to remember so just bear with me so we're first going to talk about four sisters in a wedding so there are these five siblings i have a piece of paper down here for me to remember all their names because i don't remember names very well sometimes so there's teddy she is a maid in spain and she's the oldest then there is uh, Bobby, who is very hardworking and very sweet. She's the breadwinner of the family and works in New York, 
living with her boyfriend Tristan and his daughter Trixie. And then there is Alex who is an independent film director and doesn't have that great of a boyfriend. And then there is Gabby who is a well-accomplished um, teacher and she wants to get her master's degree but instead she's taking care of her mom who is sick and then Carlos who's the youngest and the only baby boy so after going out through all these characters all of them end up coming together because Carlos the youngest the youngest of the family he's actually getting married and when all of these sisters come and meet the girl that he's that Carlos is going to marry they're very hesitant because it's like, well, we don't know this girl for too long. Their family is crazy because they're so exuberant and like rich and like a little snotty and it's and it doesn't seem that great. So what they these four older sisters do for their your youngest brother is that they try to shoo away his fiance, but she's like very stuck there. And instead they kind of discover things about themselves and they discover things about themselves and the relationships that they've had. So with Teddy, she's always felt like she hasn't had, she isn't giving enough to her family because she isn't the most well off and that she should be the one helping to take care of everybody. Bobby, she had to sacrifice a lot in order to make sure that everyone could do what they wanted, that Gabby could go to school, Carlos can go to school, that Alex could be a film director and that Teddy could make it in Spain and perform and sing like she's always wanted and that's the issue really is that there's all of these dynamics that are considered and that all of them kind of just jumble up with one another there's a, a couple different rivalries and especially with Trixie who is Tristan's daughter aka Bobby's boyfriend's daughter Trixie ends up staying with the family and he she doesn't like Bobby that much but then she slowly realizes that she has her own problems too and that she has a lot of love to give I think that's it's just really sweet the movie's really sweet because they all figure out their differences and they do their best to grow together as a family and to make compromises and to fix the situations that were broken and with that, there's also the part about rekindling with the other family, which is um, Carlos's uh, in-laws. And it was when a relative ended up dying on his fiance's side, and princess's side, that's her name. And the things is that in the Philippines, you can't get married if someone in your immediate family, if someone in your family dies that year. And it's because it's considered to be a curse. So now Carlos and Princess, they don't get to have their wedding, but all of them reconcile because the mom of the of the girls and Carlos apologizes to the mom of Princess for one calling her snooty and rude and one for the and then the mom of Princess apologizing to their family to apologize for what she said about their family and how bad they think it is because regardless even though they don't have money like a lot of money they have the money in like medals and degrees they have that medal the medal in their their brains they have the reward of being smart and that's what I think I love and then the other side has the side of like being beautiful and that's also really important because 
the two of them together are an amazing match is that you have to be able to compromise and see the middle of it. Now that we've talked about four sisters in a wedding, I want to talk about Seven Sundays, which is actually one that my family is really similar to. Well, my mom's family is very similar to the brothers in this story and that their dynamics. So it's a one that's a, it's very near and dear to my heart as well. So the characters are Alan, Brian, Cha, and Dee. And of course, there's the dad that's involved here, but I don't want to... He, it is technically about him, but it's also more about the siblings. So Alan, he's the oldest and has a hard time with the family business, which is this family store that opened up in like the 90s when they were all growing up. There's Brian, who's the second one, who is rich and well off and works as a like a director of a company. He like one of the lead directors in a company. Cha, she has many kids and seems very happy, but her husband is very is cheating on her and she keeps him around because she thinks that the kids will still need her and that she still needs her to fix things. So they stay together just for convenience. And then D is this is the carefree baby boy that has gotten in trouble, but it's not necessarily his fault. So he's actually a DJ and people, there was this um, festival that was supposed to happen. Everyone put their money into it. And then the organizers of the festival ended up running away with all the money. And then D ended up being framed because he ended up working as one of the DJs, but he doesn't have any of the money, nor does he know where the organizers are. Organizers are. And this movie comes together when the dad finds out that he is about to die. And his name's Manuel. Sorry, I was looking it up really quick. So Manuel finds out that he has cancer and that he has only eight, eight Sundays left to live. And so he brings his children together who have had differences since they were young to essentially spend time with him in on his last every single Sunday. And... This ended up being a breaking point because on his birthday, which was a Sunday, they actually missed it. All of them missed it. All of them were busy and he had to spend his birthday alone. So he didn't want that and he wanted everyone to come together and to be a family again. It turns out that they have their own problems too, all these children. So Alan, he's having a hard time with the family business, which I mentioned earlier. And he wants to help maintain that, but he feels like he's not living up to his potential. Brian he had to sacrifice a lot. He had to work at the family store. And while all of his other siblings were gone, like his older brother who wanted to become a dancer. And he also, and because of that, he had to give up on raising his own son that he had with his longtime partner. And it was really tough because he was growing up so fast. And then Cha, she has her problems with her husband. She feels like she won't be, she has to keep him because she won't find another Prince Charming in her life. And D, he feels stuck because he's still stuck in this situation of, hey, I don't feel like I'm being let in because my whole life, I'm, I'm the youngest. I'm so much younger than all of my siblings that when it's my birthday or something, I don't get to spend time with them. And that's really, really difficult. All of them have their own differences in that they end up working together. Like, not by working together, I mean like they work together to solve their problems. They do that towards the end. Of course they do. But with D, he has a problem that intertwines throughout the whole family. 
So his um, fraud scheme, apparently the son of um, one of the son of the of his boss of Brian's boss, actually knew Dee and that he had stolen his money, and that's what he believed. And Brian was furious because he was like, "What the heck is happening here? I." didn't you should have listened you should have done better but it's not Dee's fault again that's what I was thinking in my head I was like that's crazy but it's not his fault and then with Alan it's like he wants to help everybody and it's Alan and Brian have this ongoing rivalry and it just keeps going and going and going throughout this whole movie until they finally reconcile and in the end Brian gets to see his kid for the first time in real life and they all, all the kids apologized to their dad, who actually he ended up finding out halfway through the seven Sundays that he didn't have cancer, but he continued to lie about it. That's how the family um, bond kind of shriveled up into nothing at one point. But they all ended up working together. They had the family house and it just was very warm and happy. Now, this kind of family... It's definitely unconventional, but what kind of family is conventional? There is no, a nuclear family here in the U.S. is definitely not the family that you would think in the Philippines. And they, a lot of those don't exist. They're impossible to exist. They just feels like a pipe dream almost. So there's a lot to talk about here between these two movies. And the main thing I noticed was the rivalries and the oldest siblings where the oldest siblings aren't considered to be the well-off ones. They're not the ones who are the breadwinners, even though they are considered to be. So in conventional Filipino standards, the oldest is the one who's supposed to help provide for their family, who is supposed to help do as much as they can for the family in that you need to do that as much as possible. And with me even, I, I totally agree. It puts a lot of pressure and that you feel like you're worthless because you can't help your family the way that you want to. And I feel that way a lot, a lot of times, because I feel like I'm not fulfilling enough in order to be the oldest and be a good example for my siblings. And it always disappoints me because in the Philippines, being a good role model is everything. And with Alan and Teddy, both Seven Sundays and Four Sisters and a Weddings, respectively, they don't live up to their potentials. They are both lying about the lives that they live. And Teddy is saying, oh, she's this really amazing, she's working really hard, she's making a lot of money, but instead she's working as a maid. And Alan, he's having a hard time with the family business and isn't saying anything. And it's because there's this shame of being someone who isn't successful and not willing to ask for help. And in the Philippines, that's normal because it's hard to ask for help. You you don't want to because you don't want to be seen as a person who takes give outs and seems pathetic like that. And I can feel like that a lot. Like whenever I offer help to people, I think, am I being too much of a give out? And that is messed up because I'm the one who's giving a lot. I'm not taking much. I, I give a lot, but even when I take a little bit, I feel so guilty. It feels like I didn't do anything. And it's not the other people's fault. It's because of the way I was, I was raised is that you need to do a lot of stuff on your own. And the only people I've been willing to ask for help is like people who are super, super close to me and my doctors because doctors are supposed to help you. It's not like anything like that. 
But at the same time, you don't want your parents getting mad at you that you're asking for help from others and that you should be asking help from them. There's that whole dynamic of you have to rely on your family and your family alone and that you all lean on each other and you don't ask for help from anybody else. And that isn't right. I think to some extent it is right to ask for help and that you can. Like um, just a while ago, my my parents needed a car fixed and my dad's friend came here and helped for three and a half hours. And he felt bad because he couldn't fix the car and he didn't feel like he deserved to eat dinner here. And I thought to myself, that's ridiculous. Of course you do. You spent so much time and so much effort working with my dad to fix that car. But he didn't want to eat. And it took us, what? I felt like it it took them a while just to convince him to eat something. Just because he stayed here the whole time and was helping him the best that he could, even though the car still has to get serviced. And that's a really prime example is that you want to ask for help, but you know you can't. And I've been through that situation a lot where if it's like, if I'm like super, super sick sometimes at school, I won't ask for help and I will just finish my day. And then my parents will ask me why I didn't ask for help sooner. And I'll say, because I felt bad. I don't want to ask anyone for help. And my parents always say, no, that's the time you do ask for help. And I'm like, no, it isn't. You don't ask your for help from anybody. And that's the hard part about being in the Philippines is that we're all really giving. And I love that about the Philippines. But it's also that everyone's too scared to ask help from one another because you don't want to be seen as someone who just takes handouts. And that's really difficult, for sure. I just, I wish there was, it was better, honestly. I wish that this dynamic didn't always have to be this way and that people would be willing to give and take more rather than just giving as much as they could. And that's the hard part is that you can't always rely on yourself. You need to be self-sufficient, yes. But at the same time, if you're ending up sick or something, you have to ask for help from someone and not just make it that you have to do everything on your own. Sure, the doctors, you're paying for them to help you. That's why you let them help you. But for people who don't pay to help you, you pay with the way that you love and that you take care of those people. And I love people so much. I have so many great friends and that I treat everyone, I do my best to treat everyone with as much love and respect as they deserve. Because if I don't like you, then you'll know. It's very obvious for me to to just straight out say, I don't, your vibe isn't, isn't vibing with me but that's okay I'll I still still love and respect you because you are still a person and that we are still people and that we'll still need help and I still want to help you and that's really what's important another dynamic I could really relate to was the older sibling and the slightly younger sibling the second sibling that is definitely something I can relate to as well and in the movies it's um, Alan and Brian, who are the two youngest, and then Teddy and Bobby. Now, if you both, if you realize from the analyses that I gave earlier, Alan is the oldest are considered to be the ones that aren't as well off, and the second child are, are the more well off ones. And I actually noticed this as I was writing this down this morning, right before filming this. I was like, wow, they really want to have 
a very specific format and that it will be relatable because there is a big stigma again about being the oldest and having to be the breadwinner and that the second child is going to be the one that is going to benefit first from the oldest but instead it's the other way around where Brian and Bobby respectively they're the ones helping provide for all their siblings and to make things better for them but at the same time they sacrifice so much in order to be a part of their family and to support their family because their older siblings couldn't do it themselves and it causes this really big tension because Brian's like well you let's just take an example so from seven Sundays all all the boys so Alan Brian and Dee and the grandkids um, start playing basketball and Alan and Brian are getting mad at each other because Brian's like well you're the one who who had to leave and had to do this and this and this and Alan's like well why did you decide to help us anyways you don't have to help us and there's this whole argument and it just keeps fueling and the thing is, is that that my family is really similar too because my younger sibling she's the one who's helping more in the house than I am I feel like I do don't do squat because I'm doing my own thing and then she's the one who has to give so much in order to help me and my youngest sibling and that for me isn't right it always makes me feel bad and that but at the same time it's like I know that she won't let me take over some of the roles that she's had she has because it it's more of me not being an approachable person sometimes and it's hard definitely and with Bobby and Teddy, it's this very similar dynamic that Teddy feels like, well, Bobby doesn't have to give anything. And also, it's just like this rah, 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 rah. But they also, but, she, but Bobby also has another tension with Alex, who is her younger sibling. Because Bobby and Alex actually ended up dating the same guy. Alex, okay, going back. Bobby ended up dating Alex's ex-boyfriend first. They ended up being exes at the end. And then the boyfriend ended up starting to date Alex. And it created this tension between Bobby and Alex. Which isn't in Seven Sundays. Like that kind of dynamic. But it's still very similar. Because it's like the oldest and youngest. And they have this little strife. It's not necessarily with the youngest kids. But it's more with the older ones. The ones who have to deal with more responsibility. The younger ones who are more carefree. They're the ones who have to witness all of that. And have to experience their kids their siblings emotions but they're not the ones being put into those emotions I guess that makes sense it's it's really difficult to explain because when you have families that don't look like the nor the technical normal family which isn't even normal we just defined it as normal it makes things that where um that the Filipino directors they have to decide on making unconventional families, families that actually fit what Filipino families are now and making sure that they are relatable. But these are all very, like, like, talented actors. They have more money. So there's, like, that kind of aspect, too. You're just going absolutely in this whole world of trying to make sure that movies are relatable. And in the Philippines, again, I've already said this a bunch of times, family is everything. 
And with a family movie, you have to make sure that the family is unconventional because those are the families that are going to be watching it. They're going to be families that have different roles and different parts and not every part will relate to every person, but it's all the same because in the end, they all just love each other and that's really what's most important. From both of these movies, they both signify that we all just want love and we all just need a little bit more care and attention. And once all of the siblings figure out their dynamics and what they need from each other, it's it turns out a lot better. Everyone's happy, everyone's healthy, but of course, the strife never ends. There's always going to be an argument. There's always going to be a disagreement, and that's okay too. No family is perfect, and... I just really like that because so I'll walk into my friends' houses and see them with their their families speaking in Spanish and also just having to deal with doing chores while I'm there something and that they have to they apologize a million times and then I'm like no it's fine I get it because every family is different and my family like you come into the house my mom's super shy you won't see her much and my dad, he says hi, but he doesn't really do much either. So it's more like I'm just hanging out with my friends. And then I get the, I get notes from my parents afterwards about if I'm too loud, if someone else is too loud. And there's that, that dynamic. Every single family is different. And Filipino parents can be either strict or somewhat lenient. And luckily, I ended up with somewhat lenient parents that they are more understanding because they came from very, very strict households and that they wanted to raise their kids in a place that allowed for more expression and more freedom. And that's why I'm able to do this here now. If I lived in the Philippines and lived with my grandparents, I would never see the light of day. And what I mean is by that is that I would never go out. I'd never have friends. I would be at home all the time. Wouldn't even be on a phone. I would just be studying all the time. And once I go out into the real world, I don't have any interaction. All it is is just me having to live awkwardly and only be able to work professionally. I'm so grateful to have the opportunities that I do because being able to talk to you guys and to be honest about my experiences, but also look into other people's experiences and acknowledge that each person is very, very different and has their own problems and issues that I need to understand that aren't going to go away. It's just more of being willing to give a little love to the situation. Okay, everybody, that is the end of this episode of Clay in Circumstances. I'll be honest with you. This one came off the top of my head when I decided to write this. It was really difficult to try to remember all these details, but these two movies are very close to my heart and are some of my favorites. So I wanted to make sure that the story would be able to be shared out to all of you and that you would be able to enjoy this. So that is the end. And this has been Clig in Circumstances. I will see you guys next time. Bye. Mwah.